you can't avoid artificial intelligence, even though there are times that we want to. But just what do we really do to make a real impact with it? Hi, I'm Scott Smith for Gartner ThinkCast. It's a great pleasure right now because usually we have our next guest on the phone, but it's always a pleasure for me to have him here in studio, and it happens to be Gardner analyst Wit Andrews. Wit, thank you for joining us again, and this time in person. It's such a pleasure to be here, Scott. Thanks for hosting me here in the studio. And Wit, uh, bumped in you a little earlier this year at Gartner Symposium IT Expo, and you were running from session to session, partly because, in large part, I should say, because uh, the topic you cover extensively now, artificial intelligence, was top of mind for basically every attendee there. Um, we've heard everything these days still from artificial intelligence will solve all of our business woes, somehow find a way to cure cancer, and maybe even the common cold. On the other side, we hear it's going to bring Armageddon, drive humans out of existence, and we'll finally see the Terminator come to pass. Where do we stand really with artificial intelligence right now? Well, right now, Scott, our 2017 CIO survey was very clear. We asked CIOs, where do you stand on AI? And only one in 25 CIOs told us that they've invested and deployed AI. That's not many. Now, the growth curve, according to what those CIOs believe is going to happen, is still pretty amazing. So five out of 25 of those CIOs say that they are piloting it or have short-term plans to deliver it. And then another five out of those 25 have it in their medium or long-term planning. So right now, AI is just getting started. In terms of ambition, it's enormous. When it comes to AI, are we on the same page? And what I mean there is when we think back to, say, when enterprise resource planning came in. There was really one way to do it. You went out and got a big ERP solution, you put it in place, you you hooked your processes to operate there. Artificial intelligence, it seems like there's no one way to do it. There are various forms uh, of artificial intelligence. So what are we talking about now when we're referring to artificial intelligence and being able to apply it to our enterprises? Well, it depends on the perspective that you take. You know, when, when you ask our clients, what do you think is important about the definition of AI? The word that looks biggest in the word cloud that comes back from that, we did this and interviewed 15 clients and word clouded their definitions. That big word is automation. So we might look at this as something where you want to talk about defining technologies or defining outcomes. But when I did a webinar, I asked the attendees, there were more than uh, 200 who voted, I said, what's important about the definition of AI to you? And seven out of 10 of those attendees said, you know, the most important thing about the definition of AI to us is how will I use it? If you're a Gartner, you certainly respect that, but you want to add another layer on top of it, which is what makes it different. From our perspective, what makes AI really different is that it improves based on the data that it ingests and based even on the outcomes that it achieves, although that latter part is for more advanced kinds of artificial intelligence. That's something that's truly different, and it's setting us up for a future where everything digital improves its behavior without being recoded and with diminishing human intercession. 
So from our perspective, AI is systems that accomplish those kinds of improvements. From our client's perspective, well, sure, but how are they going to use it? Everybody has their own spin on it. One of the reasons we are talking to you right now, Whit, is you have a new special report out, which is called the Practical Applications of AI. And I want to step back to where we were at the beginning talking about the hype, uh, because I know it at Symposium IT Expo is part of the analyst keynote. It was uh, said that, yes, artificial intelligence will eliminate several million jobs, current jobs, but over that same time span, we're only talking a few years out, it will create a net gain of several hundred thousand jobs overall. So whatever current jobs are wiped out, we will gain those back and then some through AI. I'm asking that because do you then see enterprises are starting to move beyond just automating things and practically applying this in ways that change their business, grow their business, uh, really utilize it to what you were saying is its its, uh, potential. Today, we're certainly seeing that organizations have the ambition for self-transformation. But in all honesty, most organizations are just beginning with AI right now. We're counseling organizations, you know, target unconventional outcomes with your first AI project, but don't expect transformation and don't set major financial benchmarks on yourselves. Any technology, a familiar chestnut is that analysts tend to think a new technology is going to have major impact sooner than it really will, but we tend to undersell how significant that impact is going to be over time. So I always suggest to people, don't get caught up in the fear of missing out. Organizations are not transforming themselves around you. They are, though, beginning to do those pilots, and they are beginning to set AI into their short-term planning. So It makes a lot of sense now to focus on augmenting your workers' capabilities and do it in a place where you have a traditional challenge, a conventional challenge that you faced for a while, but you could never really address because you didn't have enough workers to get to the solution. You maybe would never even ever be able to have enough workers to get to the solution. I talked to an organization not long ago and they said, what should my first AI project be? Well, we talked for a while and found out what the most important key performance indicator they had was. That was what their first AI project should address because once they'd done that project, whether it succeeded or failed, they'd be heroes for trying to address something that the whole organization knew was a challenge. And they'd be heroes because they could never possibly have enough human workers to accomplish the goal that they set for themselves. So that made it a great strategy for their first AI project and gaining practical value out of AI. Well, in terms of gaining that practical value, in terms of seeing these enterprises putting these initial projects in, what are some of the lessons that we've learned from these initial efforts? Well, people should target unconventional outcomes, and those unconventional outcomes should not have major financial benchmarks. Today, one of the outcomes of your first artificial intelligence experiment is going to be that you're going to learn some lessons. 
you should focus on worker augmentation, not replacement. We hear from organizations where top executives are saying, I want some of that artificial intelligence because I want to know whether I could have fewer workers in a particular category. And we say, you know, let's focus on giving those workers abilities they couldn't have before without exceptional training or without an exceptional headcount. Those are, are good approaches for that lesson. We tell organizations too, you know, when you start this first AI project, plan on knowledge transfer from the very first moment. I talked to an organization which said, we've got a great strategy for AI. We've got our first AI project up and running. We really love what we're doing with it. But we've realized that because it was such an advanced set of algorithms that we had to develop, we weren't part of developing those algorithms. And so now we've lost some of the value that we would have gotten out of training ourselves to using a service provider. So maintaining access to that intellectual property is really important. One last thing that I'm going to point out, it's very difficult to address, but transparency and documentation of what's happening with advanced artificial intelligence style analytics is really important. We talked to a client who said, we think that we can use AI to identify defects in very sophisticated manufactured products that we create. It's really expensive for us to go out on site and fix these products when it turns out that they're defective. So we used a strategy, they said, that would allow us to identify as these products rolled off the assembly line, which ones were most likely to fail. We sent in engineers to inspect them, and they were really hopeful that they were going to find that they'd found a lot of these errors and flaws before these products got out on site and would be even more expensive to fix. And they were taken aback because the engineers inspected the products and said, you know, we took them apart and put them back together. They looked fine. We didn't have any reason to think that they would fail. They turned to the AI system and realized they had not sufficiently documented the system. So it wasn't showing them why it was making this call that these particular individual products were more likely to fail. So they found themselves in a situation where they didn't know whether they'd succeeded or not. Maybe the products that the engineers inspected were more likely to fail, and maybe it was something that was invisible to the engineer. That would have been an amazing story to tell. But because they didn't have that documentation or that transparency, all they could do was put the products back together, send them out, and hope for the best. I want to take the flip side of the question. You got to some of the answer within the course of what you were just saying, but what are some of then, as we wrestle with the hype, as you mentioned, clients are coming in or companies are coming in and saying, wow, it's going to allow me to basically eliminate my human workforce. And you're saying, well, slow down. That's not where we're going, for example. What are the mistakes to avoid as we approach artificial intelligence right now? Let's look at the mistake from two sides of a coin. One mistake is to start off with what's often colloquially called a moonshot. We're going to begin with a transformative opportunity for our organization that's going to completely rethink the way that we provide a key service or a key product to customers. We think that that's an extremely risky proposition and sets up, especially the people responsible for it, to, you know, frankly look silly in a best case scenario, assuming that the project's not successful. So I always say, you know, the moonshot started with things going up into orbit. 
you shouldn't jump all the way to the plan to get to the moon and back. But you know what the other side of that coin is? Is deciding not to do anything. A significant number of organizations in the CIO survey told us that they don't have AI on their radar at all. They have no plans for it whatsoever. And we think that those people are making a significant mistake as well. There's business opportunity and governmental opportunity that's there. And if they could get started on learning the lessons that are unique to their organization, then they'd be in a better position once they really could be ready for AI. So the most important mistakes are people who overcommit to AI too early or people who are undercommitting to AI right now. Wit, thank you. It was especially great to talk with you face-to-face for once. That was In Studio, Gartner Research Vice President and Distinguished Analyst Wit Andrews, a lead author of the research report, The Practical Applications of AI, which you can find via Gartner.com. And you'll find many more of our Gartner ThinkCast conversations, including many with Wit, at Gartner.com slash podcasts. Wit also has some great webinars among the many that you'll find at Gartner.com slash webinars. For Gartner ThinkCast, I'm Scott Smith. Thanks for listening.